0: I myself often asking, how do I tell if I'm an adult? I've met older people that are immature and act like they're still in high school, so what does it take to be an adult? The best I could come up with is not dying before you turn 18. So I have a hard time identifying as an adult, especially since I still feel like a kid. That being said, I want to talk with other quote adults and learn from them. After all, the quickest and typically the most painless way to learn is through others. Somehow, we're adults. And we're going. What's up, Christy? Hey, Ryan. How are you? you excited to be here? I am. I was
1: excited when you asked me.
0: I am amped that you're here because you're (laughs) like one of my favorite people to talk to. Like, you're like, your brain works in this uh, works isn't the right word dysfunction (laughs) dysfunctions (laughs) your brain dysfunctions the same way my brain does and it's just like it's almost like uh like pouring gas on a lit fire you know what (laughs) I mean it's just like like you say a thing and I say a thing and sometimes it breaks my brain when you say things like it's hard to give an example I'm sure something will come up uh in the midst of the podcast but I'm, I'm glad you decided that you were cool with it yeah so um so how old are you now
1: Thirty six.
0: Thirty six. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I, don't, I wouldn't think you're like you're close to forty. What? I would have never have guessed.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I... So
0: walk me through walk me through how your childhood was because I, I know nothing about. Okay. You before now.
1: I've I've thought about this before and, and had this conversation before. When I think back on my childhood, I I don't know. Th- I feel like I didn't have any struggle that, like, really changed who I am as a person. Like, we, we had normal family stuff. Like, my mom was awesome. Um, and my parents... Uh, I guess... I guess they both would say it was kind of like a r- roommate situation. But, um, you know, like, we, we never really struggled for anything. What do you mean
0: by a roommate situation?
1: Like, they, they just existed in the house together there wasn't really like like a um
0: they were married but they weren't like in in a relationship is how in love okay
1: is is a good way to put it i think they just
0: they just raised a family together are they still are your parents still married
1: no my mom got uh divorced at 29 years
0: oh wow okay so how old were you when that happened
1: 20 ish early 20s
0: did it hit you hard whenever that happened no. Okay, because I would imagine at that time it was probably like, you know, you're doing your own thing. You're so busy at, at 20 years old that so when something like that happens, you probably saw it coming too.
1: You know when you're a teenager and you think you know everything?
0: Mm-mm, I don't recall. Just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, when you think... Okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah. still might be in that
1: stage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I, I try to not be that way because I know that's a thing. But
1: know. like... 13 year old Christie is like mom I don't get it you know like why don't you just get it for you know you, you think you know how everything in the world when you're 13 and everything is so simple and it's everything's black and white I think it takes a long time to develop that gray area and understand how things can be muddled and complicated and and just exist that way but um uh she's still really happy with that decision they're still very civil we still do holidays together like right. so it's not any sort of uncomfortable situation um uh, I have an older brother uh, he's five years older than me who we we like never even went to the same school together because there was like such a big gap mm-hmm. and um not had nothing in common my my brother was such a like charismatic likable person he got along with everybody and um and i was and definitely still am kind of like an like a nerd like i'm right. just right. <laughs> I just am
0: well i mean too and like the to get along with everybody too like i feel like we're similar in the fact that like we get along with a select few people really well. Yeah. But um. But we're also not afraid. Like I'm not afraid to say anything to anybody. You know. that's right. a, Probably a big flaw. Not a flaw. It's uh, yeah. yet to be determined, I guess. But, you know, very open.
1: Yeah. And and I've had to work out so many like personality flaws that like you. I'm a person that tries to be genuine, tries to speak her mind about things and. It's not always the best. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It took me, I think, way too long to learn tact and time and a place. And um, obviously, I think anyone with any sense will spend a lifetime learning how to be a better communicator and how to interact with people better. Like, you never stop learning how to do that, I don't right.
0: think. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. To, obviously, I, I think everyone should, should try and do that. I mean, I, it's difficult for me because it's like, uh, knock on wood. I feel like I'm really good at controlling my emotions. So like, uh, I can have conversations that uh, that people might get e- emotionally hijacked about, mm-hmm. and I can be remain completely calm. Yeah. And I can I am okay with disagreeing with somebody, right? And still being cool with them. Like I, yeah. I like we can not agree about something and still be really good friends. You know.
1: I feel like your curiosity kind of digs you into that mindset more. Like you're just trying to to learn more and gather more information than like not argue but or disagree but like learn more rather than have have a stance towards right well something. I
0: mean I mean to me like so much of, of my life has been learning and the way I learn is um is like tell me the why of why something is the way it mm-hmm. is and so I have to ask the question of why a lot you know and uh and I think that a lot of people don't ask that question and so when you ask them that question they get offended by it Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm not questioning your authority i'm not questioning you know uh, what you do or don't know i'm just questioning because uh, it's i if i blindly do things in my life it's going to end me or blindly do things based upon what other people tell me it's going to put me in a place in life that i'm not interested in being in
1: yeah and um like you can teach somebody how to go to a to b but if you don't understand why you're doing it what what are we even doing here (laughs) like You got to know why you're leaving A. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: So um, so how was, did you have a good relationship with your dad growing up?
1: No. Um, my dad, I, I think this is fair to say about a lot of father figures is that, and and maybe not, maybe it's just my skewed per- perception, but I, I always get from my dad that he just didn't really know how to relate to a young kid. Like he's, he's a full grown, like 40 adult man, you know, talking to how old what would i be at that age like, like maybe 10 and like what does he have in common with me what do we do together like right. so growing up he was just he you know had his business and did that and um he loved to gamble but not like not like house losing gamble. <laughs> right, right. Like it, it was what do they call it? A func- functioning alcoholic is someone that can R- keep up writer. normal life and still do their thing and it, I guess a, you could say it was that kind of game. Like yeah. so those he were the you t- didn't
0: get carried too too far into it and didn't yeah. go overboard, but he still gambled on a regular and, basis.
1: And somebody asked like how did you stay married for so long? And and my mom was like cuz he's never here.
0: <laughs> uh, well, well you
1: know and and um like going to like school events and stuff wasn't really his thing and but so my mom to me was like super mom and i tell her that all the time like of you know the terrible teenage years i hate you for everything you you don't you you don't want me to be happy you think you know whatever and i thank her constantly now for being that um person to keep me out of trouble know what's going on in my life make sure she knows what's going on in my life and um so, I'm super close with my mom and I think it's fair to say I always have been.
0: Would you say you were a pretty rebellious kid?
1: Not outside of like normal kid stuff, I don't think. Like I didn't really I didn't drink until I was 20. Like I didn't drink in high school. I didn't like I it was important to me to do well in school. I liked I liked making A's. I liked mm-hmm. um, being successful at the one thing I had to do at the time, right. you know. So you weren't um, like
0: the kid that like snuck out of the house or skipped school or. Well, my mom attention. could
1: wake up at anything, and we usually had dogs that would bark at anything. Mm-hmm. So she had a pretty good alarm system. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't do any of those things either. Like, I don't think I ever skipped class. Um, I, you know.
1: I don't think I, like, wanted to. Maybe in like middle school a little bit, but I never. I I can't think of a day that I like skipped school for the whole day and like played hooky and like did something,
0: whatever. And nope. yeah. The most I did was um, I would go home like with, like, two periods left in the day mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, when This is my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. I would go home because uh, I'd have to poop, and I didn't want to poop at school. <laughs> so so I'd call my mom. I'd call my mom and be like, Mom, I don't feel good. And she goes, okay. Or I, I would, didn't even call my mom. I would text her before I even went to the nurse and be like, hey, Mom, just letting you know I'm going to the nurse. And I'm going to, like want to go home and she goes okay it's fine have the nurse call me i'll tell you tell her because you could just she could just be like on the phone yeah. with my mom my mom would be like yeah send him home and they'd be like okay and so i would just drive home and i'd be like like walk like walk out of the, the school mm-hmm. like i was just this badass because i'm like i'm going home and then i'd go home and poop for the two periods that that's was great was, yeah.
1: that, that must have been a very relaxing experience for you
0: yeah but. yeah because because <laughs> my junior and senior year um I, I had set myself up in high school Um, to where my freshman and sophomore years Mm -hmm. were just a bunch of unfun classes they were all classes that you had they were like mandatory you were going to have to do them sooner or later Mm -hmm. and so I chose sooner because I wanted my junior and senior year to be as many electives as I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and um, so basically my senior year was like five periods of culinary and like one (laughs) one math class yeah and so um so because of that I uh my senior year was pretty much like like my last a two classes were like like I think one of them was uh I don't even remember but I, didn't, mm-hmm. I remember the very last class was like a computer class that mm-hmm. I wish now now you know hindsight 2020 I wish I had uh had paid more attention in because mm-hmm. it was like actual things like Microsoft Word and Access yeah. and Excel and like all the things mm-hmm. that you know a lot of jobs require you to use and I paid no attention in it
1: yeah well you can tell it really affected your future tremendously because you're... How old are you?
0: Uh, 24.
1: 24, and you have a pretty bang-up job.
0: <laughs> That's all relative, right? Like I wish I was just like...
1: Doing really good for 24. You're a project manager th- th- and you're 24.
0: Thank you. I try. Um, but, you know, I, uh, I don't feel like anything I do is good enough. That's probably why I'm so self-critical.
1: One of my other friends is like that. Too. I think a lot of people are like that, but the self-critical part is what encourages constant growth you don't you never plateau you always try to improve yourself you always try and it it can come from it it, it can stem from i guess self-esteem but i f- i feel like you have a high self-esteem but also self-critical which is kind of it sounds contradictory but it not necessarily um and so you're, you were talking about skipping classes and it, and it reminded me of what i did do in elementary school i don't know when we learned about friction <laughs> but i i remember figuring out that i could go to the nurse put the thermometer under my tongue and like (laughs) create more heat by like rubbing my tongue on the thermometer and be like your daughter has a fever you need to come get her and i don't know how many times i did that i I, my mom probably like what do you do kids got a fever well (laughs) well, well,
0: i don't know i don't know why you wouldn't just be like i have a stomach ache because there's no way you can measure a stomach ache you go oh that stinks you should go home like (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I don't know why I did the things that I did, but uh, either yeah. way. Well, I guess
0: in you're in elementary school, you're just like looking for anything to oh, It yeah.
1: was like proof, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she, she's at 99, close to 100 degrees. Like
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This child is sick. Yeah,
1: yeah. She always has a fever. What's wrong with her?
0: So, go, circling back to uh, your, your talking about your dad, did you learn anything from how your dad and your relationship worked? Did he have a different relationship with your brother?
1: Um... He was a lot harder on my brother. Not in a good way? Not in a good way.
0: No, Was he um, just like a strict guy and, and, you know, didn't really seem very interested in, in the family?
1: Um, I think a good way to put it is he would try to discipline through, like, force, respect, and authority. Mm-hmm. And because he's our father, we should automatically respect him and if that's your only basis of it it's really not a strong selling point for respect so that made him angry on top of it that you know like he just thought that was how the structure of things and um he was more of a punishment type person not really an encouraging person not really in tune with emotion not really in tune with why a kid would be misbehaving or acting out um so if you take out the entire emotional part of raising a kid like what do you like have left like you're supposed to grow a person and that's a huge part
0: of it right what did what did you learn from that um like like i'm assuming you're probably gonna have kids one day like no, no, I've
1: never wanted ki- like. I, it sounds terrible. Like you're allowed to not want yeah. <laughs> kids. You're, you're 36. And, you're allowed to not. And the, the reason to is decisions? like growing up, I'm I'm like, I don't I don't want to go to Girl Scouts. I don't want to help someone with algebra homework. I don't want to go to Little League. I don't like I don't. None of these things are interesting to me. All I want to do. So make money and spend it traveling and going places and doing things. That's why I don't have a dog. That's why I don't have a pet. That's why I water plants. Like, those are my... That's what I'm responsible for is plants that pretty much don't die. You know, those, like, elephant ear plants? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are... That's my responsibilities outside of myself. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's awesome. How, uh, so, you, like, grew up never wanting kids? The,
1: there was never a time that I... No, never. Interesting. Yep.
0: Because... No, I've, uh, I've flip-flopped the idea before. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I would say most of my life I've always, you know, thought it would be cool to be a dad one mm-hmm. day. Because, um, like, I, I really like the idea that, you know, um, it's like almost like generationally you build upon what your parents did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, so, you know, my grandparents, they taught my dad what he knows. Mm-hmm. And so my dad had a better starting point in life mm-hmm. because of my grandparents. Well, I have a better starting point in my life than my dad because of, how my dad you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the, like that knowledge hopefully you, you only get to learning it's better it's like yeah it's like if michael jordan played uh lebron james like it would be a different thing you know what i mean the, uh, lebron should have learned from what michael jordan did kind of thing and be okay. better than that person you should be better than the older version
1: right that makes sense you yeah. know what i mean so like brian 2.0
0: Exactly. So my, my thing is, is like, I hope that I do a good job of, um, you know, handling my life and Daniela and I's life. Um, and then that way, when we do have kids, you know, I hope to pass along a lot of good things that I've learned. And I'm hoping that they're good things, you know, or what I perceive mm-hmm. as good. You know what I mean?
1: I imagine the situation you grow up in has a lot to do with it. Not everything, but a lot. Like, um, like my mom did all the work. She she made sure we had a hot meal every night. She made sure we did our homework. She made sure all our schoolwork is in order. She made sure I didn't get into trouble. She made sure she knew all my friends. Like all that work was on her. And what did she do for a living? Uh, she's a rad tech, like doing X rays and ultrasounds, and um, at a um, like a diagnostic center, which is not attached to a hospital, so it has like doctors' hours. So it was important to her when she was raising us for her to work part-time. She said, I need to be off when my kids are off. I need to drop them off from school, and I need to pick them up from school. That's awesome.
0: So you guys became her world. Yes.
1: Still are. That's that's awesome. (laughs) And um, and it's it's great because she she just retired two weeks ago. Oh, congrats if she's listening to this. Like, that's awesome. (laughs) And uh, super excited for her. So, like, this is, to me, like, the first time... That she's she's not gonna have any responsibilities other than well enjoying herself what is what's what's denise want to do today you know like what, yeah. what what am i what is that her name yeah okay cool yeah and um yeah she's she's wonderful so that i'm super excited for her for You that.
0: excited to go traveling more often with your mom
1: yeah i i am i think the cool the cool thing about um <laughs> that's a really really bad start to that sentence of one, go, go, no go back one Do it. one hidden benefit of the terrible situation that is covid <laughs> <laughs> please, please keep going
0: i'm so intrigued one hidden benefit is, is of the terrible. Okay. when we
1: became able to work from home and i'm like on my computer i'm on my phone i'm like there's literally no reason why i have to be doing this in lakeland right. so i i a lot of times packed up all my stuff and went to work at my mom's for like a week at a time. Like we had almost 10 days of, around when we had to rotate into the office. So I was spending a lot more time with her and it made me realize how much I didn't spend with her before this. I might go home like one, one or two times every month, but it was, it just made me realize it was not enough. She's okay, not... how
0: close do you and your mom live? Because a... everyone listening uh, that doesn't know, Lakeland is a is where Christy was saying she lives. And uh, that's a place in Florida. So <laughs> I just want everyone to know in case you just, like, what is Lakeland? She, li- she lives oh, over yeah. in
1: a Cocoa Beach area. So, okay. So it's, like, less than a two-hour drive.
0: Okay, but it's is pretty good haul. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just drive there and drive back in one day. or Have or... done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not ideal, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Cocoa Beach, mm-hmm. I, I love. How... She lived in there for long?
1: Um, she's always lived um, like about ten minutes from the beach. She has a riverfront condo now because she's awesome and worked hard her whole life and deserves that. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, very cool.
0: That is very cool. I I mean I love Cocoa Beach area. Does yeah. she live like really really close to Cocoa Beach?
1: Yeah, um, her condo's right off of five twenty. It's a straight shot to the beach. The drive would be probably seven eight minutes.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is very cool. So she lives like by uh, we we one of my favorite places to go is um. um Right on that port where you can see, what's that called? Grills? No, it, it's, do you know where Jetty Park is? Yeah. Yeah, like that, we used to go camping there when I was growing up. Yeah. And I love that area because that's also like a, uh, where like the cruise ships coming in mm-hmm. and out of. Like we saw a submarine come in there once. Yeah. And you can see the, the shuttle launches and stuff like that from Kennedy Space Center. It's dope.
1: I had. Okay. And the
0: beaches are gorgeous and the waves. I love the waves. Yeah. Except for it took my hat for me once. No. Yes.
1: What kind of hat was it? It was like,
0: okay, so it was a Columbia hat. And it was my favorite. I had it for like three years. It was a camouflage one. Of course it, it was. Well, first of all, I don't like how your your tone with that, but <laughs> but so it was a it was a camouflage hat. And but it was just like it was like one of those ones like you put it on and it like it just was I, it was like buttery on my head. It just fit so perfect.
1: I I've always said hat you put on a hat it kind of changes how you act as a person <laughs> Like depending on the hat. I- <laughs>
0: okay okay put on a
1: cowboy it. hat you're gonna act a little bit more ridiculous and reckless and right like when, upset, I, when, I my, hat. when i
0: wear my floppy hat the one that i got for hunting the the, the camo oh, one yeah. I, I i immediately feel a little more ridiculous yeah and i love it <laughs> maybe i should be wearing it right now but um, <laughs> so uh where was i going with that i was talking about hats oh yeah so i'm standing. Uh, we we're at the beach and and like i'm like have my hat on we're like in the waves and stuff none of the waves were like like I, my back turned to where the waves were hitting me and I'm like in maybe waist deep water if that, it's like thigh deep and they're all like hitting me in like the low back and then some tidal wave came over my head and I'm like six foot tall so for like I'm going to be hitting me like in like my low back and then all of a sudden just go over my head and I like felt it and I can see it now in slow motion. It like the wave went over my head and I just watched the hat hit the hit the water. I mean, you know, the water there is not like crystal clear; it's no. like murky color, yep. you know. And I watched it just hit the thing, and I like went to reach for it, but as it was doing it, it was like pushing me over. And I just watched it disappear <laughs> for forever. And I spent like ten minutes trying to feel around for it, but it was gone.
1: Probably because camo doesn't really belong at the beach; belongs in Polk County.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. No, you're right. I mean, uh, at that to be fair though, I bought that hat at that time, and I was using it for hunting and stuff. But yeah. it just it fit me so nice that like i liked i liked it because it kept a, a good amount of sun off of my face and put it know.
1: on made you feel like rico suave yes good
0: 100 that's yeah. important that's yes. super important yeah that. i felt like it made my appearance go from like a three out of ten to like a 3.5 so oh, wow anything, that, that's a big bump yeah that's, a big bump. that's yeah
1: it's a game changer yeah that's
0: like a what 50 i mean not 50 but That's a pretty big, bump. <laughs> <laughs> pretty big bump i don't know i'm not good with math like that but so um Gosh, your mom sounds awesome. Like she's so, so you incredible. Didn't gr- you said you didn't grow up in Cocoa Beach. She moved there because she's awesome. Is what so, you said. So, Merritt
1: Island is a bridge in from Cocoa Beach, and that's where I grew up.
0: Okay. Okay. So, what what brought you to the east coast of Florida, or semi east coast? Or Central. Well, hold up, hold up. Please reverse <laughs> west coast. What brought you to the west coast of Florida? Uh, semi west coast. I was coast. in
1: high school. I was always interested in catchy advertisements like when when somebody like w- how many when licks one's does like really to with pop <laughs> like do you remember the volkswagen one like the da 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 like with the the smelly recliner Can you it? and the no the okay. smelly recliner in the back and like there's no words that i remember the entire th- but it like sticks in your brain like that and i'm like i want to make stuff that sticks in somebody's brain <laughs> because <laughs> that's ridiculous um i'm trying to i'm trying to think of other ads that like um
0: like you lant lick or that one, the Orbit Gum one,
1: or the dooby dooby doo. Uh, peng- was it the penguins, or the Budweiser frogs? Like you know, you know, stuff that you're too young. You're you're you realize? Are you
0: this? Colton's like the same age as me. Like, so everyone listening, Kelly or Christy was like saying these things. And she's like, he's like looking back to like, she's looking back to like Colton and me and like flipping back and forth, like waiting for validation of what she's saying. And both of us are sitting here. Like we have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Anyway. So I I thought that was such a cool job because people are like, Ooh, psychology. And I'm like, Ooh, advertising and psychology, making money, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, a lot more attractive. Um, And so I wanted to go to a good advertising school. And so I applied to UCF, I applied to Florida Southern College, had a really good experience at Florida Southern and their advertising professor was absolutely um, ridiculous. His name was Dr. Gregory. He had like these round black thick frame, Harry Potter goggles, glasses, not goggles. And he wore bow ties and he was just a outwardly eccentric person that, Um, That's a
0: big thing in the marketing world, isn't it? Yes. You know?
1: And like, and he's so many awards, like, like just an amazing, impactful person when you meet him. So I was sold on that. And, um, for like a variety of reasons, like I got accepted to both and I, I got my finance financial letter from Florida Southern College and they're like, okay, this is what we've worked out for your financial aid. And, uh and my mom and I had a conversation. She's like, so this is what we should do. And she said, write a letter saying, this is your dream school. This is everything you've wanted to do this. You loved the experience. The ground, like the campus is gorgeous. And the idea of a private school really appeals to me because I would, I feel like I would have absolutely gotten lost at a state school. Uh, just, you know, falling through the cracks and a 20 year old, or 18-year-old kid in a different city surrounded was, by other,
0: you yeah, know. She was wanting you to suck up to the school pretty good.
1: And I said, I, unfortunately, with this financial aid letter, like, the, this, these finances aren't going to work for me. So, thank you, and um, I'm going to have to go with UCF. And they sent me a brand new letter with different numbers on it.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. Huh? Oh, yeah. Well, we just... It turns out we can, you know?
1: Just kidding. Yeah. So, uh, that was probably one of, like, the biggest, most important thing ever. Because uh, private school, like, that can be more expensive than a house.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, college <clears throat> in general. It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to... It could be... You can go to community yeah. college for eight years if you want to get crazy. Mm-hmm. Spend you know, a good amount of money.
1: So, my mom ha- had always taught me... Um, finance and everything and and she her her her, honestly her her family grew up incredibly poor and everything she has learned about how to be an adult and how to be a person she's learned on her own so i can't i can't imagine that and she has done like everything in her power to make sure that we have all the tools that she's had to stumble through so, so she taught you the things that she found she Taught you. me about like credit cards, interest rates, like all, all those things that can financially crush someone before they're even a full grown adult. Right. So, um, so that was, that's how I ended up going to Florida Southern and I wanted to study advertising. Um, and I was there for four years, lived on campus, had the whole like college experience and everything. And uh, so you have
0: your bachelor's degree in advertising.
1: It's communication with a concentration in advertising. So, Mm. um, so I think that is what actually got me hired and that's what I stuck around for. And I actually moved back here for a relationship I was in. And then in March of 2008, I got hired on, but I did (laughs) work at sears selling appliances in my early 20s yeah that's the funniest thing. last name sears i would never yeah the greatest thing i ever
0: have is is a christy sears sears business card yeah that's that's super pretty pretty proud of that too yeah Yeah, um so what what of advertising was your draw i know you said you liked the psychology of it making money but like what specifically you liked you liked creating i'm guessing the Creative. creative element
1: of it it's very creative um, and to make something catchy, to make something memorable, like...
0: It's difficult. It is. You, it's you take, very difficult. You take a lot of shots. So uh, I'm pretty interested in, in marketing as well at this time. And um, I'm just I'm just curious about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm, I'm actually instead of going back to college, I decided to like read some books about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just bought a book called uh, guerrilla marketing. Mm-hmm. Yes, You read that book?
1: No, not that book, but I, I, I you stu- the studied like the tact, uh, not tactics, the concepts but of it, yeah. yeah, examples of it and stuff right. are, are pretty impressively awesome. Like,
0: right. Th-
1: there's no end to how you can creatively market something. Right. There's always something that hasn't been done, never been. And then,
0: right. um, well like the the example in the book that that I find pretty cool it talks about how how creative you can be with your marketing <clears throat> excuse me was there's a guy who is a local bookstore owner and he has this small little family owned bookstore and next door on one side is another is a big big bookstore and on the next you know he's sandwiched between two giant big stores and you know one store had a had a banner out in front of it that said 50% off all inventory and then the other one had a banner that said 60% off all inventory. So this guy was like, well, I can't do that to compete with their prices. They're both big chains. Like, what do I do? So he made a banner that said entrance located here and put it on his store. <laughs> so that people would go into his store.
1: Oh, another, another thing that comes to mind more recently is those chalkboard signs outside of like a cafe or something. I've seen come inside to have the worst cup of coffee. This one woman on Yelp has ever had in her life. <laughs> <laughs> And that
0: is free, like, and that yeah. is everywhere. Well, it's got to, it's got to get your emotions. Like, like the funny part, like <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like, you, you, like there's a, uh, there's advertisements that like, like, I don't know if Orbit's gum made a bunch of money off of that, you know, that one advertisement, but everyone knows that you lent liquor and like, they're like talking back and forth. You know what I mean? Is,
1: is that the dirty mouth? Clean yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep but like I mean, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop like mm-hmm. i don't know why that one sticks in everyone's head maybe mm-hmm. it's just how much they ran that ad i yeah. don't know but you know the, these... the
1: old spice commercials those yeah. are pretty memorable like oh, those yeah. became cult exactly. like exactly there's
0: a lot there's a lot of advertisements like that mm-hmm. too and uh and you know like the, the thing that i'm curious about with the marketing part of it is um so just tying it all in so like with the with the podcast you were talking we were talking about you know being a perfectionist earlier and being Mm -hmm. super self-critical and i'm trying to learn the balance between being wanting to be perfect and being okay with not being perfect because with the podcast i literally it took me so long to release episodes Uh or to to think that it was even something to start doing okay and i will think myself out of anything and so i was at the point with the podcast where i was like it's time to like put up or shut up Mm -hmm. so i um you know I go, it's never going to be perfect. You know, I've done all these, you know, I've listened to them and, you know, there's, there's no other way to do it than just to start and just be, be okay enough to start. And so, um, it, it was just one of those things where I'm like, you know, Coke had to sell their first Coke and I'm sure it wasn't the greatest thing ever. You know what I mean? So uh, that's, that's where I'm going with it is like, you know, the podcast is going and it's, it's only gotten better since it started. I'm yeah. um, hoping it only continues to go in that direction.
1: And, and that's something that I feel pretty passionate about too is there's so many people afraid to put themselves out there and be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and it it sucks it's scary it's the scariest thing you can do and um, oh okay that's (laughs) maybe not
0: the scariest i'm not talking about releasing podcasts
1: anything vulnerable in general Mm -hmm. and but i mean if people
0: are scared to be judged by other people
1: that yeah and like it it stops so many people from doing what makes them happy what may, like and, and that's like that's literally the whole point of life. Right. Do what makes you happy. Exactly. And be comfortable in your own skin. And it, it takes a lifetime to do that. And so, um, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, eventually, like, paint one picture. Eventually, it's it's gonna be your first one. But well,
0: my thing is is like okay, if, I mean, um, one one of my cousins actually asked me this. Uh, shout out Amy if you're listening. But um, basically, if all the opportunity. In the world was available to you, and all of the money was available to you, what would you do? Like, if you could, if you were retired tomorrow, and you didn't have to earn an income, what would you do to keep up, to occupy your time? Would you just, like, sit around and watch TV? Like, to me, it's like, I would want to be doing something, like, I I just don't want to, I don't like the idea of ever being stagnant, and I'm like, okay, maybe woodworking, well, I tried my hand at woodworking for a little bit, just as my free time, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, it's okay. But I don't, I don't want to get that serious into it. Mm-hmm. But the podcasting thing I'm just I, I think about it constantly. Mm-hmm. I'm just constantly. And so my next step is like, okay, um, you know, I feel like I create good content. I I, yeah. I, I'm in, I think it's interesting because I, I, I find people that I'm interested to talk to and I talk to them mm-hmm. um, if they're willing to. But I, my, my goal is to create good content, so I'm creating good content. But, okay, well, now what do I need to do? Well, if I ever am going to make this a living, which would be – i mean it would blow my mind if i could make money Mm -hmm. doing this especially if i could pay the bills doing this and like that would just not even make sense to me um so my thought with that is like okay well then more people need to know about the good content so that's Mm -hmm. why i'm so focused on the marketing part of it right now is like okay how how do i learn more about advertising these things out Mm -hmm. to people because i want more eyeballs on it so that I, i would like i hope this provides value to people
1: yeah yeah, it, it and it, it it's nice to like when you when you open up like talking about childhood and stuff like that's as full grown adults it's not like when we meet each other we like sit down We've and, never talked and and, about and, that and before. dissect this part of ourselves and it's such a huge part of like understanding why someone is a certain way or isn't and it it like it where where it is right now like your cod, podcast me just connects people it it, it it creates like
0: it makes it makes everybody real, yeah, yeah, it makes it, everybody real because, like, we 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 at this moment are friends, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this all my life experiences have led me to be the way I am, all your life experiences have led you to be mm-hmm. the way you are, and because of how we both are in this current moment, we're friends. Mm-hmm. And some you know, some people, because of how their life is, has led them to act a certain way, and mm-hmm. that's why you're not friends with them, right? So, you know, like. I get value in all of those things, the good and the bad. And it's like, oh, let's talk about it. I'm mm-hmm. cool with talking about any of it. Yeah. So. Cool. That's why, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of um, talking. I, I If I really think about the things that I, I'm not good at. or Come uh, easy to you? Just our natural uh, talent is the wrong word. Just things that I enjoy doing and would love to do as a part of my life. I enjoy communication. Mm-hmm. I enjoy communicating and and. Uh, every time i talk to somebody and we both leave with the sh- same shared meaning of that mm-hmm. conversation that that's a good thing for me um and i i've always loved talking i used to get written up in school for talking and um, it was just i mean i'm sure a lot of kids did but i don't know i just i've always loved doing it um i can i can like i don't know it's weird when i talk to people i feel like i can tap into my emotions without being emotionally swayed by my conversation you know what i mean
1: i think so and and i maybe this is where we're similar and you can tell me or not but um when when i have when i like have a real good connection a real good conversation with someone one of my best friends like it i get energy from it like i get energized it makes me feel like it it breaks up the monotony like having conversations that like you'll you know store in your little filing cabinet in your brain and, and think about later like uh It's just memorable conversation conversations, not how was your day or right how like it creates meaningful memories. And I think um, one of my managers who actually travels a lot um, for work. One of the things that he's said: the more like you you travel the world, you meet all these different people, different cultures, all this all these different experiences, and you just learn that. No matter who you are, like at the core, everyone really just wants the same things. They just want to be accepted. They want to find happiness. They want to feel included. Like they want to feel connection. And what a it's it's there's that's all most people want ever. And, and that's why the,
0: <laughs> that's why the worst thing you can do to somebody is solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. Is take them away oh from people. Oh, God, I can't imagine. Isn't that crazy? Uh, that's why I think that like the general like uh, momentum of uh, emotional people during covid was was I mean, if you look, if you had to graph it it would have like the average emotion of people mm-hmm. just tanked because people stopped seeing people that they would normally see i know i did you know i have uh, ms so like i am on medication that kills half my immune system mm-hmm. so because of that i'm i was immunocompromised i was in that small group of people that um, needs to be extremely worried about it. I mean, mm-hmm. not saying everyone shouldn't be, I'm just saying, like, it was a, something I was very concerned about yeah. for my own personal mm-hmm. health. Um, and so, like, it was very difficult for me because I would agree with you. I'm, I'm an extrovert, I get my energy from other people. Um, I can be by myself, but I, I, I'm much more energetic and happy and, and feel much more um, lifted by being around people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so being, you know, working from home and not going and seeing people after, after work, when I basically just walk away from my dining room table, it yeah. was just, it was not ideal. Mm-hmm. It was not ideal. And, um, you know, I, I not, have been, I have not been a person that has been like, had dealt with depression or anxiety or anything like yeah. that, but I felt myself feeling those emotions more often because I was, mm-hmm. you know, it's just me. So, and I, and that's not how I've been my whole life. I've always been, you know, a people person. Yeah. That's probably why the podcast, using my, I'm hoping that using my ideals of of wanting to um, have good conversations with people and getting the energy from people mm-hmm. and being in my curiosity, something that you talk, you touched yeah. on earlier, is just being curious. So I hope that that makes a, a huge difference in who I am. So, and I i would kick myself in the ass if I didn't, uh, if I didn't do the podcast when I was, if I got to be like, you know, retired from a job that I was just good enough and got out later yeah. in life, you know, I, I listened to, uh, a lot of people that um, are where I want to be in life. And I think about how, what, what principles did they go by that got them to where they're at and put them in that same shoes? And what principles should I use? I don't have to take the same path. Mm-hmm. No, no one should take the same path. Um, Cause it's going to be different. It's going to be different for everybody. So like, you know, i listen to Dave Ramsey and, you know, it sounds like he really loves what he's doing with finances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like to me, You know, and you hear like Bill Gates, Bill Gates loved to code. Mm -hmm. And that was just his, like he would spend 24 hours doing it. He would rather do that than eat. Like he was just, he loved doing it. So I'm like, okay, what is the thing that I can do that I love? Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to chase the dream instead of the money. So if money comes after the dream, then it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's easier to, in my opinion, it will be easier to, to do something for free and love it and then learn to learn to use it to make money than to learn to make money and then try to love it.
1: Yeah. I, I remember in, in high school, there was like a real brief moment in time where I'm like, I want to be a radio DJ. And <laughs> because you
0: have the perfect voice for it. It would be hilarious. <laughs> the perfect personality. I think, <laughs> I think she just hit on what she should be doing.
1: Oh Lord. You it's, should. You get along Well, this is Christy. <laughs> what i sound
0: like no uh, well, that's what radio djs sound like to me you know what I'm saying? like that that kind of sound and this is
1: 93x yeah yeah definitely i was thinking more smooth jazz
0: <laughs> you are not smooth jazz you don't know you are a, like 90s punk band like
1: i appreciate that i'll take that as a compliment
0: uh, you, okay so you wanted to be... You, I'm sorry. I, I kind of cut you off. I'm sorry. No.
1: And I, I remember we had this this like compu- this test on the computer. Like you, you take it, it. It shows you what your natural skills are, what would align with that. And I, I remember reading, like, I think it's the Occupational Outlook Handbook, <laughs> 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 which is an official thing, <laughs> OOH.gov or something. And it, it shows you, like, the pay range the growth like the growth of the job class not job class but like the title and like djs are like 0. 0.0002 people are successful or like have these jobs because i mean radio personalities like mm-hmm. it's not really you can't have ten thousand of them in one city or something yeah but
0: if it's really like i, I don't i don't like that discouraging stuff like i, I, I like if, if there's something you want to do like why aren't you doing it do it forget what everyone else says if it's what you want to do like go do that it, it, it to me life is too short and granted obviously I've been on you know I haven't lived a full life yet yeah. but I mean what's the point of getting just getting by well and to me I, my personality I don't think will allow me to just get by yeah I don't know why and maybe that's a good thing um, maybe I'll I'm one of those people like I when I set a goal like, I set a goal and I, and I dream about achieving that goal. Yeah. And then when I achieve that goal, I'm just like, it, like it, it's so, like, not satisfying. Okay, now what? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm doing a podcast right now. And if you would have told me when I started the podcast that I would have actual sound equipment, Colton would help me do it. And that, like, I actual people will come on on a regular basis. And I have, like, a whole room dedicated to it. And, like, I have regular listening, people listening mm-hmm. to it. I would be like... That, how do I get to that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and maybe, maybe look, maybe, you know, five years looking back on this episode of the podcast, maybe it would be completely different. Maybe I'll look back and be like, wow, like, like I wanted it so much better there now. Now I'm at that point and I'm like, like I just can't, I see these giant podcasts like Mm -hmm. the Joe Rogan podcast or Dave Ramsey's or like Jocko's podcast, like these, these podcasts, which are clearly doing much better than mine because of how many people are listening to it. And I see that stuff. and I'm like, wow, I would love to just be inserted into that situation. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen. Right. It, nothing, opportunities don't just fall into people's lap. It, do You do you, know, you know Steve-O. Okay, you know Steve-O. Yeah. So I was listening to a podcast with Steve-O. And this was like way back when. It was a Joe Rogan podcast. And one of the things Steve-O said that really resonated with me, um, obviously Colton would tell everybody, and I, I love quotes, but he says, luck is where opportunity meets preparation. Mm-hmm. So if I ever want the opportunity of being on a having a big podcast like that or being a big podcast yeah. i have to do my preparation for it so right this is me prepping for it good hoping that it becomes something someday
1: i think it will you got you got the you got the personality for it i think it's fun
0: i hope so but i'm, I'm glad to have you. that's enough about the podcast but <laughs> like, so okay so what what, what is it like do you, you're you're going to continue doing what's your plans for like your future
1: I, I think I actually have a legit answer for that. Um, I was, you know, 36. It's pretty pretty close to like, you know, are, are you living the life that's making you the happiest? I think that's an important question to ask yourself often. And uh, I asked my one of my best friends. Her name's Christine. She lives in Atlanta. Um, Shout out, Christine. Yeah. <laughs> and we were talking and I said, right now, stop. Like what? When you stop and think about your absolute favorite happiest memories like what is flooding your mind right now what are those things what were you doing who were you with what was the event was it an event was it a conversation like what what are those things and whatever those are if you're not spending your entire life trying to do those things more and more what do you, like what are you doing and she made the point. She's like, I don't think of going to theme parks. I don't think of you know like the stuff you pay for for uh, adventure or whatever. And she's like, we we both agreed that it's being out in nature. It's going on these incredible hikes. It's seeing these gorgeous views. And um, I remember being in uh, Idaho near Bear Lake, and we we went on this hike. Not not me and Christine, but like uh, whatever. And uh, I just remember the view was so stunning. Uh, like it was this this mountain view. There was this huge lake. There were rocks and crags. There was snow and trees. And I could have stared at that for four hours and like never been bored. <laughs> right, yeah. And He's it's like in. those are those are the things that like flood my mind immediately. And so I need to spend my life making sure I'm planning these trips. I'm going to these places. I'm doing these things. So w- whatever that is to anybody, that, that should be the question that drives what you're doing.
0: Right. And, and an important thing too, is you should deep dive into those things too. Cause mm-hmm. you don't, I'm assuming you don't want to do those things by yourself. You want right. to have, you want to share those experiences with other people. Exactly. So,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: That's it's... why like solo podcasts are difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> like part of it's just having a great conversation with people. Stand
1: up comedy. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, well, what, that's a conversation that's, with yourself. It, sort of. It, it is,
0: but it's different. Yeah. Stand up comedy is a whole different thing. It's like a perf- uh, performance. You know, yeah. it's an act, Yeah, you know, it's a, not. I mean, not, yeah, it's, it's, I, I find it super interesting, um, I have no intentions of ever doing it, Mm-mm. um, I like, I, it's one of those things, too, like, I'd like to think that I, if I put my mind to it, I could do it, Yeah, you know, but, um, but I'm not sure if that's, yeah, obviously, I'm, no interest in trying that, yeah, yeah, yep. so, this is what I'm interested in trying, yeah, so. And I, you're doing it, well, it's I mean, important. I've always, for some reason, I've always been a what i would consider extremely motivated Mm -hmm. um i don't know i don't know what part of the brain is messed up on me to do like that but like (laughs) i've I've always just wanted more out of how is that a
1: flaw i don't know it's like (laughs) man because i
0: I, i'm never content enough with myself
1: um i think my friend kelly's like that too she uh she she won't she doesn't plateau at anything at her, at her job, like she's no matter what position she's in, she's always trying to learn more. If she's learned everything about her current job, she's trying to learn about the job above hers. If she's constantly, she, I've never seen her get to like this, I'm done learning. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of people that this is what I need to do my job. This is what I can get by satisfactory. And I'm good staying here. I don't need to know more. I don't need to know why. Like I'm showing up for a paycheck and I, and I go home. But, but that, need to always want more knowledge and information and so i don't i don't think that's a flaw i think most most people would be want that that's motivation like Mm -hmm. this and that's
0: and well i think there's nothing wrong with with wanting to be to do everything you can do to where you're like you think it's perfect you know what i mean so um my only concern is is it it would hinder me by only wanting to do stuff perfect because then i would never release anything with the podcast so like the you know i i listen to other things and for some reason a lot of things resonate with me when i listen to things like Mm -hmm. you know that's why quotes for some reason resonate with me so much but um the the ceo of whoop which is the whoop strap that i wear which is now like a multi-million dollar company Mm -hmm. um and it's super it's like this super awesome technology right well when he first started he had a mentor that uh, he would like show his stuff to and talk with him about and he was like oh so when are you going to start selling and he goes oh it's not ready and he goes if you wait for you to think it's ready you'll never start
1: Makes sense. and,
0: and so he literally was like you know what you're right and so he started and he put himself out there because of, of that advice and that you know that's the advice i give kelly too all the time with the cake balls because anyone mm-hmm. who's listened to the podcast or knows kelly <laughs> knows about her cake balls because yeah. they're rock star they're so good and I literally am telling her all the time that she's always she's all every time she makes one she's always got a critique about them and I'm just like shut up they're delicious mm-hmm. you know yep. so. And, uh, I, yeah so I I think she, if she if she so desires that to be the thing that she does mm-hmm. you know what I mean I think that she could do extremely well off of that yeah all she has to do is decide if that's what she wants or not yeah. and that's what I think is crazy about life is you decide mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like to me like um. Have you ever heard the quote, "Whether whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right."
1: Is that a Henry? I think it's Henry Ford, right?
0: Can you find that out, Colton? Say who whose quote that was. Um, and I love that quote. Yeah. Whether you believe you can or if you believe you can't, you're right. Uh huh. Because if you if you believe you if you if you don't believe in yourself, then well, n- no one's gonna believe in you more than you.
1: Well, I mean, you think about like like an artist. Yeah. Okay. Henry
0: Ford. Oh, look Good. at me. <laughs> I found a fellow person who enjoys the quotes. Actually, so. Um, for people obviously everyone's just listening because we, we don't have video but there you see those little pieces of wood over there christy those those are going to be uh quotes i'm gonna i'm gonna nice. make them so if you've ever seen the podcast artwork it's like a black background mm-hmm. with wood grain uh text okay and so i'm gonna make those uh the same style so it's nice. gonna be quotes it's gonna mirror our stuff like you it. know why i don't know we don't have video just because <laughs> i like it and i think that anybody who came on the podcast would like it you know
1: yeah i gotta set the mood and the well,
0: yeah exactly and those, those are what I like. And mm-hmm. this is, I'm doing what I like. So, you know, I hope, if other people like what I like, yeah. dope. Come hang.
1: Well, I mean, you, you think about an artist. An artist doesn't just start with a pen and paper and they go, all right, have fun. They, they don't s- draw they, for other people. They, they, they draw study. for themselves. They study artists they they mock and and replicate and hone those skills for years before they even begin to have their own voice right. and then when they do start to try to have their own voice they're like stumbling through like a forest in the dark Well, i don't like you, end up, with, you end up I with like the that. pablo
0: picasso stuff
1: yeah you get like the the you think he
0: yeah my thing with like pablo picasso like do you think when he was making the art that he made that he was like this is going to sell for millions and million dollars? he was just like nope this is... This is all the emotions I have involved. The
1: thing with that, I think they call it like multi-plane art, like viewing different planes of one thing at one time. And he was the innovator, and in, like you think about art, and for a long time it was just replication of actual life or, or images. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, like Picasso, have you ever thought of trying to look at something from multiple angles at one time from one state, like? And and that's that's what the cubism is trying to um, to do is to give like a three not a three D but looking at multiple planes at time. you're t- trying
0: to make a two D image feel three D when you where, look at it
1: where does that n- not almost I think but like where does that thought even come from to try to do that creative mind like and and you think about. those creative minds are always thinking about something different, but they never, they don't just start with a pen and paper and then turn into a brilliant artist. They study art and study those artists and study success. Colton,
0: can you pull up some famous like Pablo Picasso paintings? Because like one of the things I think about too, is is like how good are these artists at actually just painting? Mm -hmm. Or, Or, or is it just that they are the great combination of fantastic painting and creativity in their brain. So like, okay, when you look at those pictures, you're like, you know, you you feel like anyone could do that, but it's it's almost like his his artwork has relayed a feeling of some type. Look, he, it's it's almost it conveys emotion. You know, and I think I think it's crazy.
1: Uh, Van Gogh. Name name one of his paintings. Do you do you know the most famous one?
0: Van Gogh. Uh, S- the Scream. Right.
1: Um. I think that's much, but um, Starry Night. Starry, Thank you.
0: That's I, that was what I was picturing in my head. I don't know why I said that.
1: So when Van Gogh started doing his thing, he he was I, I think an impressionist painter, and it was like it, I've never thought about this until I took that, um, that class. That there was a time where, um, <laughs> they stopped doing representational art and they started creating art that didn't represent, and it it became like a a thing that classically trained artist this isn't art this is like and like you said anyone can do this right. it's not it doesn't look skilled or but, talented well, because
0: or, of because of back then i'm assuming that was like a or I, I say back then i don't know when this you know painting was done yeah i'm not a big art fan honestly uh, as far as like like that kind of stuff but yeah. like i mean it, it literally looks like something that like somebody in an elementary school could have painted you know right but but they didn't yeah you know, he did it and he did it first and, and, and he who, did it at a time when that was uncommon his creativity is what shined through not his skill of paint
1: and don't you think like now it's easy to say anything can be art if somebody appreciates it or this or that anything can be art but at the at the time that there wasn't even a concept of creating something that was surreal like Mm -hmm. that that so you had this whole group of artists that These artists were shunned because they weren't classically, and maybe they were classically trained, but like they went off on this tangent. They did what
0: they. To me, it seems like they did what they wanted to. Like, and that's that's what I think is crazy. Is like, I don't want to do what I think other people want. I Mm -hmm. want to do what I want. Yeah, I I say want what what I enjoy, Mm -hmm. and if other people enjoy that, then that's awesome. I hope other people do. Um, but you know, I'm not I'm not doing this podcast for other people. Right this is a, a a selfish podcast and I, I do it for myself because if i didn't do it i would hate myself there you go I, there you go uh, the joe rogan says a lot in his podcast obviously i listen to joe rogan's podcast but um he says a lot that like i don't even know whose quote it was if you want to look it up colton but it was um most men li- or being people most men live lives of quiet desperation mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't want that i don't want to be I don't. I would. I want to lay. I want to be on my deathbed, or I want to be dead, and be like, I did everything that I wanted to.
1: I I think about that a lot. That I think. Henry
0: it, David Thoreau.
1: Um. Nice. And um. Whoever that is. <laughs> a poet. He's
0: <laughs> a a writer. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. Yeah. In high school, I said this. I said I want to be this eighty year old lady rocking on a porch like in a rocking chair on a porch, just thinking like. That was a damn good time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't want to sit there. With I rode the fucking wheels and, off that bus yeah. and
1: and wishing I would have done all of these. No, I I need to make those happen now, not next year. Not well. We don't have the. You know, you you, you have to live in the in the moment and the life you're in. You can't.
0: Um, oh, and, at, and at a certain level too. Um, you know kind of being the devil's advocate of that too is you can't let your now screw up your future either same yeah balance
1: so, balance with everything right
0: so you know i mean fi- finances i definitely don't handle like the i don't handle my finances in a way that's similar to like a, oh i need to do this now because you know you're you're robbing from to me you're robbing from, yeah to, to me it's a balance of a like, little
1: bit more responsibility than live in the moment but right you know what i mean
0: Right. So to me, it's a balancing act between those two, because Mm -hmm. there's this part of my brain that says, hey, man, don't screw up your future. You know, don't don't spend all your money and and Mm -hmm. not buy a house because you wanted to dump it into a podcast. You know, that's not (laughs) that's not reasonable in my head. So, yeah.
1: Um, And everybody has different like. To me, experiences are the most enriching thing. Some people yes. want a Porsche, want a house on the ocean, want the view, want the job, want the corner office. I don't care like, about those things. Any, any of those things, like in, it's like when you when you find people that want and kind of thrive off the same thing, you kind of find your people,
0: right? And well, this this is this is the kind of mentality I have. Obviously, I've never done this before, and I've talked with Colton about it plenty of times. Is I'm one of those people. If you gave me like ten million dollars tomorrow. I would still not. I wouldn't live a ten million dollar life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wouldn't be driving around in a Porsche. I wouldn't have this giant, big, great house. I'm. I'm more interested in what ten million dollars would allow me to do, not what ten million dollars buys would me. Because buy yeah. I don't give a shit. I want the experience, like you said, the experience. I would travel. It's not that. I, it's not that I don't travel now. I do travel. It's just at a at a much slower rate than mm-hmm. than you know money will allow yeah you know um the podcast would be much better because it's what i would want to be better but mm-hmm. you know i have no desire to drive a brand new vehicle i've said it before yeah. I, I think that even if i had a lot of money i would still probably buy a used vehicle mm-hmm. just because it's just you know to me that's it, that's what a dollar is a dollar no matter where you put it right you know warren <laughs> do you know uh obviously you know who warren buffett is mm-hmm. the uh, you know billionaire or whatever uh i've learned a lot from just listening to him talk and he's mm-hmm you know he goes to like McDonald's every day and he buys like the he depending upon how well the stock market that did the day before is how decides what he buys that day and it's always like something that's either $2 and some change $3 and some change or almost $4 mm-hmm. and plus he owns like a percentage of McDonald's i believe yeah. i don't know he's ri- ridiculously insane rich you know he bought like a used vehicle because it was such a good deal that had because it had hail damage or maybe it was a brand new vehicle that had hail, basically he can't help himself from deals. Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, do you know who that is? No, he's a, a, a multimillionaire, big guy on Instagram. He has a podcast, and all those things, and uh, he still goes garage sale shopping and like flips stuff on mm-hmm. garages because from garage sale shopping, just because he loves, he just loves it so much. Yeah, and I'm like, gosh, I, I <laughs> no desire to have a Ferrari and no, no de- I'm not chasing those, uh, seemingly, um, empty goals, you know what well, I mean?
1: Well, a lot of people it's, I think some people would say they they want that Ferrari for themselves that they've worked hard, that's a trophy that they've earned that they, they it's a have pro- that byproduct status, of the success status. Right. And other people are going to see me driving this sick car and like but some people can do it for themselves. Some people it's important that they know like their status. I guess if status is important to well, you. Well, see,
0: I'm not worried about other people. In this life, the only one who has to answer for for me is me. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if people think what they think about me. I can't right. control what people think. I can only control how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I'm so focused on.
1: Yeah. Yep. Like the whole designer bag market drives yeah. me nuts. Oh, I, like, <laughs> I I think it's so
0: silly. I love it so much. So when we go An to,
1: authentic one that looks just we, like a fake one that you can't tell the difference that you don't even know. Like it, it's yeah. so... It's
0: ridiculous. Okay. But... But this is a real... Was it Brahma bag or whatever so
1: advertising is the psychology of making money fashion is like amplified because fashion is exists for people who to to me have money or 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 status or any of those things like it's so there's so much money in the fashion industry Mm -hmm. for that reason alone like
0: well because so many people it is so normal to um to want to be to appear better to other people to keep up with the Joneses or not even keep up with the Joneses be better than the Joneses mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like hey look at this bag I have look at this thing you know like uh so one of my favorite things I started to say was when we go to Boston there is um close to the Boston Common which is a, uh, like a park over there and the public garden is right next to it we love going to the public garden mm-hmm. well um there's a strip outside of there of like really high-end stores like Louis Vuitton and uh Valentina and like um uh, Lily Pulitzer, like, expensive clothing stores, mm-hmm. right, for, like, women and stuff. And, and there's, like, men stuff, too. But um, we went into... I don't even know if we went inside. I think we just looked on the outside. It was at the Valentina store. And there's these, like, shoes that look like the belts that everybody wore in middle school that have, like, the little, like, studs on them all over and stuff like that. Pull up pull up Valentina shoes. It, it is... They they literally... So, you know those belts that everybody wore in middle school oh, that yeah, had the like, the studs belt, all over? Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, see, they've got mm-hmm. like those studs on them, but they're like that's a thousand dollar heel that you could get at like Target that looks similar to that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that doesn't. I my brain can, I can't even wrap my brain around why somebody would spend that much money on them. Yeah, everybody's, I would have to have suction. Everybody's such got an,
1: their thing. What what's that rhythmic song? <laughs> the uh oh, what is it? Why can't I think of it right now? How terrible. Um, sweet dreams are made of these. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> everybody my, wants something different, man. Like, yeah. well, I just don't understand. It'd be really boring if we all wanted the same things.
0: So. That is true. That is that is what uniquely makes us all different. And I, and I you know, the differences in people is what makes life interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I just don't like if if you came here today, Christy, and you were in some shoes like that, I'd be like, bro, what, why? <laughs> Why? Why are you doing that?
1: I couldn't walk in those.
0: <laughs> I guess. I guess if you if that's what you like, then that's what you like. But I always dig in deeper. It's like, okay, why is that the thing you like? I get it. People like nice things, and it's okay to like nice things. But do you want nice things because you yourself likes them, or you like how it makes you appear to other people? And to me, I'm like, nah, I don't care.
1: About nice I'll never understand heels, like, at all. I I, I used to you, think can you it was Google important.
0: What? How heels became a thing? Because it doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I they're they're uncomfortable. They they're your foot is not in any kind of ergonomic position. Well, there's a they, lot of women. They clothing hurt your feet.
0: There's a lot of women clothing things that I don't understand. Like I don't understand bras. I don't understand how that became a thing. It's comfortable. Is it? Mm-hmm. I thought there were. Why do why is the comfort thing associated with bras when you take them off?
1: It's freeing. Okay,
0: Is it freedom comforting Or support comforting I don't understand So modern high heels were brought to Europe By Persian emissaries Of Abbas to the Great In the early 17th century Men wore them Men wore them to imply their upper class Status only someone who Did not have to work Could afford both financially and practically To wear such extravagant shoes So men wore heels
1: I think I've heard that before.
0: What? Well, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So how? So I just guess like I guess just pale. like everything else, women were just like, "No, this is ours now." And just
1: like chubby and pale was a sign that you didn't have to work in the fields, right? And, and yeah, being and fat labor. was a sign of status because mm-hmm. when You're food well was fed, and, yeah, yeah.
0: So, um how did brawls become a thing, Colton? You want to Google that? Because that, that's something <laughs> I've always wondered. Like, like, like. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. You like,
1: ever see someone in Walmart that you wish was wearing one?
0: Yeah, but that's because we've been conditioned to feel that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, f- I feel like. <laughs> what is the history of brawls? You know what I mean? Because like, like okay, think about it like this. Like guys have boobs too. Like what is it? I don't understand. Like you're not covering anything up. You're covering it. You're, I think you're, boobs
1: come in so many varied shapes and sizes. Yeah, and but so do men's And sag.
0: So does, so does men's <laughs> boobs. You know what I mean? And And. 1910s. Really, went, Warner went on to earn that more than fifteen right. million from the bra patent over the next thirty years. Bras became more. Wait, click on the click on the Wikipedia link. I want to know why. Uh, scroll all the way back up to the top. So keep going up. So I guess it was a transition from the corset, maybe. Okay, the of the corset. Uh, uh, a lighter more comfortable corset. Okay. So it was a tr- Okay. Whatever. It just, but it's like as a concept it's weird. You know what I mean? Like do you wear have undershirts? Nipples. No.
1: Some guys do. Uh, I don't know, almost, it's just a yeah. comfort thing, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, it's not to me. It's like whatever. Like it doesn't bother me. Like I think it's weird that that women like like as a a norm thing to be, like as a mm. norm of society that's a weird one to have because it's like
1: or why bra and panties is like, oh, but a bikini is like okay. Yeah, that's like, oh, she's just like <laughs> same job is being performed. Yeah, yeah,
0: is, she's yeah. Like, but like, and the uh, one of one of uh, I believe it was Joe Rogan's jokes on a stand up special is like, it's is it weird that like you can literally crop a man's nipple over a woman's nipple and you can show the entire boob, just not the nipple. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> what? You can literally make it look like it's her nipples, but it's just why do you no like boobs? Guy. What? I, because I feel like that's how guys grow up. Right. You grow up with this thing. I feel like everybody wants what they can't have. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't or not, not what they can't <laughs> have, but not, okay, you get what, you get what I'm going You get into with like that. some
1: Oedipus stuff. Well, it's just. Penis <laughs> envy. Yeah. <it's> just, <laughs> Oedipus complex.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, like, it's just weird to me that like, they've been sexualized. Mm-hmm. This thing that the like, children eat from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, that. to me, that's weird. Mm-hmm. So.
1: But you like them. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not saying I
0: don't. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying, as a concept, Christy, okay? Booties, you like booties? As a concept, okay? <laughs> Brawls are weird. The fact that. that Why don't women... we have
1: booty bras? I mean, isn't the same isn't that, thing isn't happening? That, isn't that
0: what an underwear is? Spanks. Isn't that what underwear is? Is a booty bra?
1: No, not really. Under- underwear doesn't necessarily have any shape or form to it.
0: I don't get it, Christy. I don't understand I don't, these really, I don't really either. I mean, it's weird that humans wear clothes, isn't it? Like the only animal that, reco- um, well, I'm sorry, the most common animal to wear to have to rely. We rely so much on other things. Mm-hmm. Like, think I'm about, glad like,
1: we wear clothes. I'd be very disturbed walking through Walmart.
0: But if it was normal, it wouldn't be. You know what I mean? <sighs> it wouldn't. Is it
1: be- normal in any, any culture that's not like tribal?
0: Aren't all cultures tribal? Just in varying sizes. Well.
1: I guess I was stereotyping there when I said
0: that. Yeah, yeah. So so my thought with that is, like, like think about, like, like wild hogs, because, you know, I go hunting. Like, wild hogs, they literally are, like, they travel in groups, but, like, they don't need cell phones. They don't need flashlights. They see at night. Everything, like, there's no, like, they don't use tools, like, but, like, if you put a human... Like, like the the TV show Naked and Afraid, you put mm-hmm. like just a random human naked in the middle of the woods, they'll be dead in like a week. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. We rely so much on other things outside of us.
1: Oh, that's why I love post apocalyptic movies for that reason, because yeah. it just reminds you how fragile this world is that we live in. Like... Dude,
0: that's why hunting is so cool. Mm-hmm. That To me, it's like not not so cool. It's not That's not the only reason, obviously. But like one of the things I find is like I, when I'm out there in the woods, I'm like, I'm sitting there and like in a tree stand, I'm like... Wow, I've got this thing that is keeping the mosquitoes away from me going. I've got this little machine that keeps the mosquitoes away from me. I'm wearing all this clothing to make me look like nature. And then I'm like sitting here with this high-speed hole punch, which is a gun, you know. And I'm like (laughs) sitting – I've got flashlights to help me walk out at Mm. night. I've got flashlights to help me walk in. I'm wearing shoes that are designed to not get water on my feet to keep my feet dry. I'm wearing this jacket to keep me warm in case it's cold like – all these things that I've got a backpack with like I've got my phone I've got a backpack with a thing like toilet paper if I have to poop when I'm out in the woods I can't have toilet paper. but like it's good you take all those things away from me and like make me self-sufficient on just what my genetics are or not genetics but um, evolutionary mm-hmm. what, what 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 a human is at the bare bones mm-hmm. is we're, we're like really shitty really shitty animals yeah pigs are crazy. And how good they are at replicating their species. Well, I
1: mean, Native Americans, I feel like, had it figured out. They lived off the land. They used every part of the animal. They had a real chill lifestyle. They'd yeah, but they relied hallucinate
0: on... all the time. And... Yeah, but they relied on all those things, too. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like, think about, like, wild hogs. Like, they have, like, like, six litters a year. And, like, they just replicate so fast. And, mm-hmm. like, as a species, like, they grow, like, uh, their shield is what it's called on their side. Um, like, boars, when they fight... They like they grow like really thick like callus skin like mm-hmm. I'm kid you not like a couple inches thick mm-hmm. and uh, and so that way when they fight with their tusks which is their, their teeth like and they cut each other up but they protect their vital organs by doing that like you can't just grow a a shield like a pig would that's crazy to me
1: I can't
0: <laughs> you know what I mean like like they're so adapt adapted to the to like to the nothingness of of real being in the middle of the woods yeah. You know, humans, we rely solely on our brains. We
1: overcomplicated a lot of stuff, and now we have to work 40 hours a week. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But there's labor
0: laws. And you're like, there's no labor laws with pigs. Like (laughs) a big pig walks out and goes, no, I'm eating this. You're not. And and the little pig goes, okay, I don't want to die today. So that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I think that's super something I think about all the time. And and you you feel really – it's a very humbling experience to realize – how much you rely on things,
1: mm-hmm. and then with evolution, only the strong survive. And now we've evolved to where we take care of all, all value all life, right? And
0: strong or weak, you know yeah. what I
1: mean. So now, now, now here we are.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, you mean it's just like, but but like wolf communities are like the same way, like you know they take care of the older older wolves mm-hmm. and stuff too, and. Yeah. But but only to a certain extent, you know. If something happens and someone's got to go, it's like, all right, bye, Grandpa Wolf. Yeah, and, and take one for the team. You've been around them a minute. It's time for us to live.
1: And that's something that they say about how like evolved culture is. Is you can you can tell so much about a culture by how they care for their elderly and how they care for their They're, youngest. The struggle. The people that are struggling. struggling yeah. 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 Which, duh.
0: <laughs> Which well yeah exactly. That's why you know the United States should try and you know. Help out the people who need to help the most, but then also not. In that same instance, you don't want to coddle those same people.
1: It's so easy to say we should do this, we should do that, we should build a wall, don't build a wall, abort, don't abort, and it's. It's much more complicated. And people, people, government is balancing ethics and a business like a business. Like it has to function. It has to be self-sustaining in some way there's going to be decisions that are going to be awful and there's it's all of its gray area all of it mm-hmm. like and, and and you're having to make these critical decisions that affect millions of people like how do you do that right how do you how
0: do you ever do that right and you don't i don't think you ever do it right i think you do it as as close to right as as you think yeah it can be. and
1: and i i interned a united way um, for college, in the one in Cocoa Beach, I, I explain what United Way is. Summer internship. U- United Way is a, it's a non-profit organization that uh, fundraises so much, does so much more fundraising for local communities, and um, brings in s- spends money to bring in more money for these places. So, like United Way doesn't do anything like. Specific. I don't think is is an okay way to say it, but they fundraise for local um, uh, communities and other organizations and stuff. Right. Um, So I actually got to participate in their um, distribution of the money that that had been raised, and you know it's it's a room of two hundred people. Each person is representing an organization. Each organization is vying for money. to, to help with their goal and their vision and if you think of the government doing the same thing what are you going to do are you going to ask for exactly what you need or are you going to amplify it and 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 cre- create all this other stuff so when it's cut in half you're not devastated so no nobody no no ethically if you know we all did the right thing that would be perfect and nobody in this world would be suffering but there's so much like, out. this is my goal. This is my mission. This is what I want to happen. So I want this money for this cause. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get the most amount of money for this thing. And then you put that on like a government scale for the size of the United States. Okay. Have fun. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like
0: we have a million different situations. Oh my God. And And you can't know all the situations and and it's not a one size fits all. It's a one size fits most.
1: And then, and then you have an amendment that's the 30 lines long on the ballot that says okay so if you want to support killing puppies and building this bridge and, and and the the bullet train and and funding education and um helping the elderly cross the road okay but we're killing puppies so i'm going to vote no
0: <laughs> right right and yeah. and it's if, like why i agree with part i don't agree with the whole how thing
1: how do we have power in in making decisions when that's are yes or no like
0: <laughs> what do we even it's not it's Ugh. it's not a conversation it's... it's a yes or no you know it's not a hey like i agree with this thing this thing this thing you know and and at a um a personal level too you know what i mean like in families and stuff like that you have those conversations where at a local or at a you know like a voting thing it's everyone it's yeah. like hey does everyone agree yes or no and then and then, you know, it's hard to believe sometimes yeah. too some of the things like when it got voted that the minimum wage changes to $15 an hour. I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. I was like I don't I've not heard a good argument for it yet. Yeah, I mean I'm not
1: I think everything, every structure, every every social structure is like that pyramid, the the food chain, like like everything an ecosystem is all shaped like this. So when you a have triangle. she's holding up like a triangle. Yeah. 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 So when when you have these people here making um 8 to the bottom, 11 dollars an hour and they're 50 to 60 to 70% of the people in the workforce.
0: Of course they would vote for a higher minimum <laughs> wage, you know what I mean? And if you're making less than 15 dollars an hour, those are to me those yeah. are the people that would vote for 15 dollars an hour because mm-hmm. you know what they everybody wants what, they directly. Don't, what everybody wants what they don't have, but they yeah. don't realize There's implications with those, too. All of it. Like, inflation is going to skyrocket because of this. You know, the prices of everything is just going to be astronomical. Yeah, so it's... In my opinion. I don't know, obviously. I'm not a... You know, that's not my job.
1: Yeah, so basically, I kind of view the government as like a yo-yoing train wreck that never
0: stops. (laughs) Well, that's, that's in my opinion, why it works in the United States. Because it's like... Like, in a relationship, it's like you feel you feel the right and the other person feels the left same bird what do you mean
1: the right wing and the left wing. oh yeah yeah okay. same, same yeah, yeah yeah same bird it's
0: what keeps you flying straight yeah. you know what i mean like like uh i, I think about it like this like if I, if I if i was just me i would just be going off to my right hand side so much i would just be spinning in circles mm-hmm. until somebody came up that was going the other that Balance. was doing the other thing and then we hit each other and you know two gears together mm-hmm. go you know kind of thing. So yeah. that was my thought with 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 relationships. Danielle Danielle and I do not agree on everything, and that is mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. It is. The strength in our relationship comes within the differences between us.
1: And if like anything, differences in opinion, if you have an open mind and you're taking in different viewpoints like that, like it it can change you and sway you and and having an open mind is just so important towards having a um, meaningful life, I think, um, just makes.
0: Or fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, That's a good word for it too. Yeah. Right. I mean,
0: that's, that's the thing. And there's, there's a, there's some things I have a very closed mind about, um, like principles of things. Like, like I like to think I have good morals and good principles of Mm -hmm. what, you know, what's right and what's wrong. But there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things where I'm like, you know, I'm open to, you know, the $15 an hour thing. Like if, somebody came through with a good solid argument that made sense and stuff like that. I'm not set in stone on that. I mean, I think I am, but I'm really not like I'm easily convinced one way or another on certain things. If somebody has a good argument. And I think that the, the only way that the best information surfaces in the world is by having these conversations.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and so
0: I want to be the one who does that. Do it. Do it. Do (laughs)
1: Okay. So one of my, one of my friends, father's travels a lot for work. He, uh, a contractor for the military um, so he's been to every country you can imagine twice <laughs> wow <laughs> alright maybe not that much oh, but I, I get what you're but saying yeah. so many cultures so many um, uh, countries and cultures and experiences and he says I've been everywhere in the United States the, the United man. States is still the best country to live in right and like c- do you ever think about that do you ever think of the chances of you being born at, like in Florida like <laughs> you, you do
0: realize that my girlfriend was born in mexico right <laughs> like like oh you say i thought you were gonna say something about being chances of being born in the united states well you yeah no but but like i yes i have great perspective of what it's like to be born in like, a different are, country what because are the, i've like, learned
1: literal chances of being born where we are and who we are in and the greatest as, country as we are right. in the greatest country oh my yeah, gosh yeah. Or if that's not enough of a motivation to not be a piece of crap <laughs> i right. don't i don't know what is
0: right exactly i mean you you've there's you can know, it's always it's so easy to find the bad in every situation
1: there's people that are miserable every day miserable with their job miserable with their life miserable with their partner unhappy with their their status unhappy with their with themselves constantly and ma- repeatedly making decisions that they're like i know this is dumb and and it's just like so
0: do you practice gratitude a lot you would say to being happy with what you are and who who you are and where you're at
1: yeah like I'm a generally happy person I always have been my mom even says like as a doofy little baby (laughs) (laughs) doofy
0: little baby I could just, I want to see baby pictures of you. I think it'd be hilarious. So I imagine you look just like the... My mom
1: has like legit photo albums that are like, I think she's the last generation of I'm gonna people I'm going to have
0: to call that... Denise. I'm going to FaceTime Denise and have her She see...
1: loved and she always loved getting to know my friends and like being involved in their lives and like... She kind of...
0: seems super awesome. I
1: love her. Yeah. She, my friend, she's great. She's That's quirky. awesome. She's quirky. We're very different in a lot I hope, of I ways. I hope that my
0: kids one day talk about me the way you talk about your mom. Doll. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: She is. She's super mom.
0: That's how, like, Colton talks about his dad. Like Colton It's, it's really cute because
1: she knows I like Halloween, so she'll sign the Halloween card she sends me in the mail, like the Wicked Witch from the East. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's She has never stopped momming. That's awesome.
0: Well, Christy, it's getting late. It I appreciate is. it so much for you coming on the podcast. I, I was really like, I was super pumped about you coming on. It was Aww, a great time. Thank thanks. you so much.
1: This is great. I was thanks really so happy much. we did it too.
0: Yeah. I'm, I, if you're ever wanting to come back on, I'm totally down to have you back on as well. Sounds good. We'll have to figure it out. Yep. Yeah, because I like how we were like sh- shooting from the hip philosophy the whole time, you know? It's a <laughs> yeah. good time. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it so much, Christy. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Hello everybody. This episode is over, but if you would like to support the podcast, you can head on over to the Instagram account to Somehow We're Adults and use the link in the bio to donate to the PayPal account there. All of the money that is donated will be used to make the podcast better. But either way, I'll keep it going. Make sure to follow the podcast where you listen to it for future episodes of Somehow We're Adults. Thanks guys. I appreciate you all for listening and I'll see you next time.